why would I run to the wrong end zone though? Because you're a big dumb idiot, but, and it's a would you rather. Like, what, what, what's going on? You know, that's honestly the sign of a good commercial. Which is, you can argue it's the sound of a bad commercial when you can't remember what the heck it's a commercial it's for. Great. I find it interesting that LeBron James has a house in LA. In LA, yeah, that's right. So cool. he doesn't live in Cleveland, he doesn't live in Akron. Absolutely Miami. not. He's, Absolutely he's in LA every other time that he's not playing for the Cavs. It's very interesting. Think about the technicality of that guy in court. He could sue the Mets because technically, Mr. Met only has four fingers. The equivalent of floor seats in baseball would be if they start selling tickets to where fans get to sit in the dugout. You have to rock the Kyle Guy man bun for a year. Welcome back, everybody, to Perpetual Sports Talk. My name is Sean. And I'm Scott. That was our new intro. Yeah. Hope everybody everybody liked it. Uh, Today, the old lineup card, the Perpetual Sports Talk lineup card. We're going to open up our front page as we usually do, and talk NBA free agency. We're going to discuss the NBA awards. We're going to get into different basketball news regarding Mr. Steph Curry, who now golfs. And after that, we're going to go into our fun segments, our perpetual sports talk originals with schlub and dude of the week. We're going to sprinkle some stuff in. We'll do what? We'll sprinkle some stuff in. Some a lot of stuff. sprinkling, for sure, today, Scott. Uh, after Schlub and Dude, we will go around the MLB with our PST infield outfield, specifically Tim Tebow and the Washington Nationals uh, and Chicago Cubs series. Then a Would You Rather? And then the new segment, the Perpetual Sports Talk Leftovers, where we just talk about everything that we did not have time to talk about in the episode. And then finally, listeners, we will get you guys out of here with our weekend appetizer, the thing that Scott and I, the sporting event that Scott and I are looking forward to most in the weekend. Scott, does that sound good with you? Let's let's roll. All right, man. So, wow, really good timing with the music. The song just ended. That's let's, that's pretty solid. Let's try to do that we, all the all the time. It's like Happy take- Gilmore. That was way much easier than hitting pause. I should just try to get it in in one shot every time. Yeah, that's, that's the way to do it. We did take a LeBron James last week, so I'm excited to get back at it. I know we almost took a LeBron James again, but you know what? I decided to power through, so yeah. Yeah, thanks to Skype, we have Scott present here with us. Uh, <laughs> if the sound quality isn't great with his voice, that's fine. Um, he could just shut the hell up if it's nobody, getting to an- Yeah, nobody listens to this podcast for my voice anyway, so... Now nah, nobody listens to, to me either, so that's okay. It's, it's nobody's list. We can just talk. We can talk about anything but sports for the next hour, and I don't nope. think anybody's going to mind all that much. Nope. Okay, NBA free agency. What is the? What's been the most interesting thing in the NBA offseason to you, Scott? Do you want to get us going here? Well, I think the only reason that this is talked about is because there's nothing else going on in sports other than baseball. Uh, so basically, but it hasn't even been the All Star break. So right. So basically, there's nothing else going on. I mean, with with the NBA, there's so many like big names going like there's so many superstars and you know big names. While baseball takes a little bit few more pieces, so it's not as interesting. The NBA free agency, especially in this day and age, is is fascinating. Oh yeah, because all these teams are trying to chase the Warriors and build a super team, basically. Yep. So you know you there's all this talk. You know, Chris Paul just went to the Rockets. Will Paul George follow him? Will Paul George go to Cleveland, will they move Kevin Love? There's just so much speculation out there. And I don't want to be that, you know, news source. I don't think we, we use PST as a news source. No. But I also think it's funny how people spend their entire day just talking about or I'm not even talk speculating where this guy's gonna end up. Isn't it interesting to you that the NBA offseason and 
and trade trade talks, trade rumors, new contracts. Isn't it interesting to you that that is way more talked about than Major League Baseball being? I know it's midseason and everything, and it's before the All Star break. But I mean, is the NBA really does it does it have that many more fans? It, it almost gets more interesting after the season. <laughs> because like during the season it's just so boring with the Warriors are sweeping everybody. Now they're on the front page of Sports Center every time someone visits a new city. Gordon because, a- because NBA analysts and sport analysts get to talk about the other basketball teams and the other basketball players, not just LeBron James, Kevin Durant, Steph Curry. We get to talk about Chris Paul. We get to talk about Paul George, whereas we haven't talked about them since the beginning of the actual NBA season. Well, you're right, but I think it's also different building on that, you know, because because of the Warriors just absolutely dominating the past few years, there has to be someone that develops a super team. So teams are going out and needing three or four superstars on a roster to even compete. So, you know, like the Wizards are going to compete until they probably get rid of Otto Porter and sign a big name guy or okay. draft. Guy. Do you, now the, the probably the biggest the two biggest moves that I think have been Jimmy Butler going to the Timberwolves yeah. and Chris Paul going to the Rockets. Now, can e- either of those teams be considered super teams? Like I don't think so. I no, think- no, but they're a few pieces away. They're building towards that. And so, like, last year at this time, we didn't know about Kevin Durant. Yeah. So, like, there, something's going to happen. And but we, but it's we funny still, how even we at Perpetual Sports Talk are leading off with this. Yeah. Like, yeah. We're guilty yeah. of it. Yeah, but, again, we're, we're just suckers. You know, most of the time we talk about what we want to talk about. But occasionally, like, I don't know, I sort of feel like, okay, what is the big thing to talk about? Probably want to go along with that if we're going to gain any sort of new listeners, which we haven't. So maybe we don't do that anymore. Yeah, but, but watch that. But, you're, I mean, you're exactly right. It is, it is the popular thing. See, the, here's the thing, though, with Durant last year in those conversations, even though it was still sort of, oh, where's he going? Is he staying? Is he going? At the end of the day, we still knew that regardless of where he went, I don't know, yeah. the Golden State Warriors and, and the Cleveland Cavaliers were going to be in the finals again, and it happened again. So, yeah, the, the Chris Paul and the, and, the, and the Jimmy Butler, like, cool, but who the – I mean, I wrote it in our – podcast without a podcast last week like a little blog i mean who really cares about the nba draft because the finals are set for the next couple years unless crazy injuries happen yeah but let's just take into consideration how the warriors have built this thing they drafted steph curry they drafted clay thompson right they drafted draymond right they built this thing through the draft they didn't build it through kevin durant which you can make the argument that it's not necessarily a super team because all those guys are homegrown in a sense that's where they've been the Miami Heat the first big three with Bosh Wade and LeBron James they were all brought in were they not LeBron was drafted by Cleveland but he came back no no, I mean Miami sorry I didn't the very first big three the the Wayne Wade was always there but Bosch and James were brought in. They built around. Yeah, see, that's that's sort of a lame super team. I think you know the Warriors. Yeah, they're the super team. That's that's the word of the of the last couple weeks in in the NBA news. But just because that they were they were all drafted, I don't know. I th- I think that makes it a little less cheesy. You know that absolutely the idea well, super the idea super team doesn't have that. It shouldn't be all that negative. It shouldn't be used negatively because they all that's that was their team. Yeah, yeah. Okay. I would really like to talk about a real sport now. Right. Like um golf is actually happening. Like yeah. do you well, how about let's you know what? Let's let's combine golf and basketball and talk about Steph Curry golfing. Great segue. Sorry, ladies, Great I'm not the right golfing there. type. So Steph Curry will be competing in the web.com tour. Or sorry, tur- tournament, um, August third to the sixth. Now, this is a legitimate PGA tournament. It's the minor leagues. 
Well, the top 25 in this tournament in the web.com will get their PGA Tour card for at least the next year. So theoretically, if Curry comes in to 25th, which he won't, he can, he can be a PGA guy. Yeah. I mean, he's not, that's not going to happen. He's going to play one event. Oh, he won't make it. He won't make it through the weekend, but all this reminded me of the Tim Tebow playing baseball and we have, and we have Mayweather and McGregor, two separate. Oh no. Boxer, UFC playing sort of different sports. We're hitting all the buzzwords right now. All of them. Okay. Well, that's what we do now. Is 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 this opening some sort of door where athletes are just going to play different sports, play different games just because they can? Like, are we going down a dark road here? No, no. Because especially now, kids these days, I mean, we're guilty of it. It started kind of when we, they're specializing in one sport, which I think is terrible for the kid, and it's an whole other conversation in itself. But – People specialize in a sport. So those people like Steph Curry, that's that's a rare breed that he can even hang with professional golfers. Sure. And he's been on I think he's he's done pro ams and and you know, um uh just charity, stuff like that. I don't think he's a hacker. I'm not sure if he's a scratch golfer. He, he you know, like a two handicap or something. But even like Tim Tebow, who's what, probably what, close close to thirty now? Twenty nine. Okay, so yeah, exactly. His that age is like when he when a player like that in high school, let's say, would still play baseball and football. Nowadays, do you see guys in in the high school playing both, you know, football, baseball, and like being all state in both? Because I, I don't know. It's it's definitely more rare these days. As a, as a high school coach. Yeah, it's it, it's almost like it's like we, I like you. I like seeing that when it's oh, oh, sorry, I, I can't do fall baseball because I'm playing football or I can't do winter workouts because I'm playing basketball. It's like good. Go yeah. go work the different muscles of your body that you normally wouldn't get while playing the sport. And just be an all around better athlete. Yeah. Now, I don't think, though, that really has to do with this whole fad of athletes competing in different sports or events than their actual than what their when what their specialty is it's still like, a small sample size though yeah like do you think do you think curry played golf for his high school golf team i doubt no, it no i think he's just a good athlete and he shoots around a golf every other day in the off season yeah and- but I, see i'm not sure if now i agree with your idea of kids not being multi-sport athletes I don't think that's going to have to do with the future of superstar athletes wanting no, to go out and compete in a different sport just because they can. I think it'll be the same. There'll be less Tim Tebow's, Bo Jackson's, Deion Sanders. Right. There'll be less of those guys in the future, but there'll always be a Tony Romo who plays football and golfs. And, and then he was on the Mavericks, uh, you know, bench. Oh yeah, but that was a joke. He was in the he was in the layup lines. He wasn't good. He's not good. He was still there again. Like, why even do that? Doesn't that embarrass you a little bit? Publicity, yeah, it pissed a lot of people off. See, but and that's sort of what I'm going for. Like, like the whole idea of Steph Curry playing golf. Yeah, there are guys more deserving than Steph Curry. But who? Oh, I have no idea. Oh no, I didn't I mean I didn't actually hear what you said. You said, said what? the guys that we don't know the name of that are more deserving golfers to play in the web.com tour than Steph Curry. Right. And it's now they're it's gonna tr- get publicity. We're probably gonna talk about it next week, how Steph Curry did. August third to the sixth. We won't talk about it for a couple weeks, but but see there's my question is why? I mean, Steph Curry it's isn't making game. any money off this, right? T- Tim Tebow doesn't really need to go play baseball for the he's not like he's getting paid in the minor leagues he's set i think he actually legitimately wants to succeed he might have a future like steph curry you're not gonna you're not gonna join the tour even if you do come in the top 25 you're not just gonna say eh sorry warriors i really want to focus on my golf game like what's the point here just have fun man i i like it i like that have a good time take advantage of the god-given abilities that you have 
Is it, well, yeah, but it's not Steph Curry's God-given ability as a golfer. It's the thing, oh, he's, you know, he's a former NBA MVP champion. I bet he can swing it a little bit, man. He, no, I bet he's real. I bet he could kick your and mine's butts on the links for sure. Oh, I, yeah. Like he, I'm not I saying that. He plays. You and I play best ball, and he plays regular. He's beating us. Well, I mean, Scott, give us a little more credit than that. You and I play best ball. I think that would actually be okay. Really? Yeah, we do well. We well, probably not. But yeah. Um, so that's <laughs> that's what's in Steph Curry's future. Uh, front page stuff. Anything else for the Perpetual Sports Talk front page? Uh, no, not really. I'm excited to get to in and out. And oh, actually, we got the few dudes and schlubs. Yeah, but. we're gonna do. Let's let's move on to dudes and schlubs. You know, Scott, we're getting pretty Joe Madden with our PST lineup cards here. We're changing the lineups. We're no longer having a speedster hit and lead off. We're having Anthony Rizzo hit lead off. We're no longer having dude and schlub of the week at the end of the episode. They're now batting second. It only took us, what, six, seven months? Yeah, 40-some. Are we at episode? We might be at episode 40. This might be... This might be for I, I don't know I can never remember whatever I'll realize when we save it but we're doing we're doing our fun original segments we're going to sprinkle them in throughout the episode recommendation uh, by by our our social media expert Murph thank you hopefully you guys enjoy you get a little bit more original thoughts rather than just recycling crap that we hear on the radio oh they're talking about the NBA awards we should talk more about that oh. I, I just realized a bunch of NBA stuff that I wanted to mention. We'll move it to uh, leftovers. Okay. Scott, you got our first dude of the week? Yeah, this is this is a pretty big one, and I know we agreed on this one beforehand. This is like an actual dude. Like, And umpires get a lot of crap. Umpires, refs, whatever sport they play, they're the unsung heroes of the sport, and they're part of the game completely. Sure. But this, this dude, John Trumpane, Yep. John Trapane is a Major League Baseball umpire. Now, this guy had eaten lunch and worked out and was going to the ballpark for that after night game in Pittsburgh. Yeah, Pirates, uh, T- Tampa Bay Rays visiting the Pittsburgh Pirates. It was a night game, I assume, and he was driving. It was after lunch, so he was heading to the ballpark. Normal work day. And he's driving across the Roberto Clemente Bridge. He sees a woman climb over the railing and basically talks her back down. Mm-hmm. Well, actually, he, he grabbed her. And at one point, she, was, she had tried to jump off the bridge and, and kill herself. But he locked both arms around her back. That's a direct quote. Right. She, she was saying like, oh, you know, I just want to see the city from here, trying to like shoo him away. And he wouldn't leave. Right. And so, yeah, she tried to jump, and at one point he had grabbed her completely, and her legs were basically dangling off the Dude, edge. That's like Titanic stuff, right? That there. is, yeah, that's movie material, man. Really, Titanic, It's a Wonderful Life. I mean, so many things happening right there. That's insane. And he, he was think- even now, like, I'm not sure what, ha- like, apparent. Didn't he say? Didn't he try to ask the girl, like, hey, let's. You know, let's go to lunch or something and, and talk about, or let, let's like hang. He was trying to be a decent human being and like, because clearly this person is troubled, right? He was saying, yeah. hey, let's go to lunch. Let's, yeah. let's talk. I care about you. Right. She's like, nobody cares. That's, that's a dude. Like we talk a lot about funny stuff on this thing. And that is like a serious, serious one. I mean, he went and then umpired behind the plate that later that night. Yeah. Yeah. Like, he saved a woman's life, had to regroup, and just be like, all right, let's not call a bad, not, not a bad day. Not a bad day for John Trumpane. Crazy. Yeah. Uh, I have another dude of the week. It's, it's tough following that, Scott. It really is. Yeah, really, yeah. This one is more of a silly one, and it has to do with our hometown in the D.C. area. And I'm just going to start off by saying it has to do with an obituary. Now, I'm not really sure if this classifies as a dude of the week, but it's sort of funny. Um, not the fact that this guy, it's an obituary, this guy dies, but the, the, what was written in the obituary is funny, so I wanted to give this guy's family 
uh, dude of the week. Patrick Killebrew, age 68, passed away peacefully at home on June 20th, 2017, after watching the Washington Nationals relief pitchers blow yet another lead. That's what the obituary said. He died after watching the Nats bullpen blow it. Now, here's the real kicker. At the end of the obituary, here's what it says. In lieu of flowers, send donations to the Nationals bullpen fund. That's what the end of the obituary says. Send money to the Nats bullpen. So here's a guy who passes away and makes just and 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 just completely, you know, bashes the Nats organization while that's doing a, so. What a guy. That's how I want to go out. If I ever die too young, I I want a funny obituary like that. They handled it well. The, and apparently the fam, like it was the family's idea saying he would have loved that and just making, you know, I, you know, it's horrible. What I don't know what like yeah. how he said died peacefully, so maybe they knew it was coming, but Having fun with the obituary, that's pretty awesome to me. Yeah, uh, I like that. So we have Killebrew and umpire John Trumpain. You are you are the PST's dudes, plural, of the week. Now, I have a bunch of schlubs for you, Scott. Okay, give, give me one and see how it's going. Okay. Give me, give me your best one. My best one? All right, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to use the one that I made a sound bite for. Uh, let's see here. Let's go to the European tour, the golf. This is not the PGA tour. This is the European tour. They're playing in the French Open. I believe it was last week. And one golfer, I'm gonna, I'm really gonna botch this name, Scott. I researched it, couldn't really pronounce it. Anyway, Hayutong Lee, golfer okay. on the European tour. Like okay? sounds natural. Yeah, Hayatong Lee. He throws his putter into a into like a pond after bogeying, I think it was the eleventh. And his mom goes into the pond to get it. Oh my gosh. To to return the putter to her son. Only to find out, okay, that the putter's actually broken. So when she got out of the lake, she realized, ah, oh, this is broken. And then she threw the putter. Back into the back into the pond again herself. Is there a oh, video of this? The we throw. post the video like on our Twitter and. Um. Page. Yeah, there's a video somewhere. I can. Yeah, we'll figure it out. Well, you will. So my soundbite, Happy Gilmore. Uh oh! Here comes the putter throw. Here comes the putter throw. So that was Hayutong Lee is our wow. first schlub. What was my what was my other schlub sound? Oh yeah, here it is. You blew it, Hayutong Lee. Um. Schlub number two, the NFL. Uh, they just, a new little NFL money-making thing. They decide to make different license plates with the team logo and then in the background of the team logo have the state, like, outline. Did you hear about this? No, no. Okay, so, uh, you know, the, the Miami Dolphins. In the back would be a little outline silhouette of Florida, Right. Okay. Um, you have, you know, n- the New York Giants, right? In the little background, be a little outline silhouette of okay. uh, New York. The Washington D.C. Redskins. In the background, an outline silhouette of Washington State. NFL. Hey. NFL. You blew it! I mean, how do you not know simple geot? Really? You can't you can't wow. figure that out? The Redskins have been around since 1937, and you can't... The District of Columbia, not Washington State, you really can't keep that one straight? I'll There's tell you what. I think that just the sports industry has it out for D.C. sports. I you really do. As a salty D.C. fan, I really do. You think, do you think that's intentional? No, it wasn't intentional, but you know, it was just a you know honest mistake. I mean, you know, m- mistakes happen, but it's weird how just DC I feel like gets shafted a lot. No, a lot. that's not intentional. That's some schlub intern, graphic design intern that Googled Washington State and got that and was like, oh, I don't know anything about football. I just, here's a logo. You know, it's graphic design. You know, Pratt Institute schlub. 
that mm-hmm. doesn't know anything about football and was just given a bunch of logos and say put the states behind it. So she sees he or she sees Washington Redskins, assumes it's in Washington. Yeah, uh, I mean, how just, does that get out? Like, I mean, like, they who, so who they it? noticed it almost immediately and right. they recalled everything. Now I wonder if anybody like pre-ordered it and oh, has one of those, you know, Washington state like license plates that yeah. that'd be like having a, uh, like a Cleveland Cavaliers, you know, 2016, 2017 championship shirt. You know how the we, they have those shirts and they well, like send them somewhere else. They have them all printed up like before the game though. You know, I was talking, I was having a conversation with somebody the other day and we were actually talking about, buying big baller brand t-shirts why would you do that and i that's exactly what my first reaction was but he had a really good point by saying never gonna wear it but it's it might be worth something one day you know what i mean like memorabilia wise you know like and this fad finally passes over and big baller brand gets bought out by nike or someone like that like why not I mean that that would get original original big baller brand T-shirt. It's like forty bucks, and even the, if it's in a few years or whatever, you sell it for a few hundred. That that's all. That's that's a good return. Okay, correct me if I'm wrong, but big baller brand hasn't sold a thing yet, right? Right. I'm pretty sure they haven't. Like I know they have the shoes and the flip flops or the slides, whatever you call them, but they yeah, actually haven't anything sold else. anything. I don't think they can yet. For some reason. I don't know why. Yeah. Anyway, so brands. But, yeah, I think now, again, yeah, that wasn't a on. Nobody did that to the skins and the license plate on purpose. But I feel like D.C. sports teams just get the short end of the stick a lot, whether it's an accident or on purpose, whatever it is. Yeah, that's being a salty D.C. fan. I got I got to give it to you there quarterbacks not getting not getting what they deserve being ranked low just because they play for the redskins that's a millennial millennial attitude right there john wall not getting the defensive honor not making the all defense all defensive team being a millennial i'm not being a millennial here this is just something again this i could care less about it but just something that i've noticed over the past couple of uh past couple weeks about dc teams um Third and final schlub of the week has to do with another umpire, um, John Farrell, manager of the Boston Red Sox. He gets ejected for poking the umpire in the stomach. Then keep your hands to yourself. You got to keep your hands to yourself, John Farrell. And now he's suspended, and he has to like pay some money, like for, for poking an umpire in the stomach. He this is his oh, first ejection this season. But apparently had like a history with this umpire. Got the gotcha game. belly sound soundbite? No, I did the um, uh, Hank Williams Jr. song, Keep Your Hands to Yourself. Then keep your hands to yourself. You want Pillsbury bu- Doughboy sound? I want the bubbles got your belly. Trailer Park Boys bubbles got your belly. Who's got your belly? Don't do the belly. Okay, <laughs> so those are my. Um, oh, and I forgot to do our. Uh, you blew it! John Farrell. Those are our dudes and our schlubs of the week. So let's move on. And let's move on to the perpetual sports talk infield outfield. Get out of the ball around yeah. the Now, this is, just, this is just where we go around what's going on in the MLB. Sorry, that I didn't realize that soundbite was so long. It was quiet. Okay, big stories in Major League Baseball. Scott, what do you think? Well, I just had to break it to you off the air, but Trey Turner with a broken right wrist on a hit-by-pitch, no timetable for a return. Yeah, broken wrist. That's terrible. That hurts. Especially with the loss of Adam Eaton already early in the year. Yeah, and you were really down on Michael A. Taylor, who is hitting, I think, just under 400 in the last, like, I think – like four series. He's hot right now. You know what happened is he listened to the show and decided to prove me wrong. Yeah, I think he's our ninth listener. He he was the ninth download uh, total. He's like, what? Friggin' Scott, man. What's he saying? What's he saying? Adam Eaton? No center fielder? That's how Michael A. Taylor talks. That's my impression wow. of him. That's, that's okay. Um, All right. Yeah, so no timeable... 
No timeable return. Time timetable. No timetable. You don't. You never heard that before. Timetable. No. Oh my goodness. Timetable. So like on the paper. Just just out. He's out indefinitely. Yes. Yes. That's a synonym. So our shortstop will be, I guess. Stephen Drew. Stephen Drew, who I think is hitting like three thirty something. Yeah, he's doing pretty well, but still. I mean, Trey Turner is arguably the best leadoff hitter in baseball. Yeah, he's got the most stolen bags. Uh, he's north. I think he's well north of 300. No, no. He's not? Are you sure? He hit 230-something in May, and then is hitting 290-something since. Okay, so well— over all right, but you know, I'll take that in the leadoff hitter if you're going to get on base and you're and you're leading the MLB in stolen bags right now. Yeah, and he, did, I mean, he hadn't even had at the beginning of the season. I predicted, man, first season for a shortstop is a tough one. Yeah, and his errors are down. He's been playing it strong. He's fast. He's. It sounds like he's a good guy to have in the clubhouse. So yeah, this sucks. That's a damn shame. Stephen Drew, or. I think Defoe doesn't Defoe play a little play a little shortstop. He plays every position. Um, utility guy. So you know, we'll see. It will be pretty amazing if the Nats can stay, you know, ahead in the NL East by double digits without their starting center fielder and their starting shortstop. I mean, that's a heck of a thing right there. That just shows you how strong, how much depth the Washington Nationals really have. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, their most recent series against the Chicago Cubs. We'll just stick with Trey Turner having a, uh, a, a career night around the bases, steals four bases in the same game on, let's see here, this was Tuesday night against, uh, it was Miguel, Miguel Montero was behind the plate for the Cubs. Yeah. And since on Wednesday, uh, they designated him for assignment. So it's just a demotion. He's going to go down and play somewhere in the minors. Um, I doubt it'll be all the way in single A uh, in Myrtle Beach. It'll be either double A or triple A most likely. However, something that's really cool that the Cubs did it's it's how they demote. They didn't demote him because he allowed seven stolen bases in one game, four of them by Trey Turner. They didn't demote him because he is zero for thirty one on for throwing guys out. Zero for yeah. thirty one hasn't thrown a guy out all year. They demoted him because of what he said post game, which I like. And he said uh, that you know it was Jake Arrieta pitching. Saying he's too slow to the plate, you know he he's not giving me enough time. Of course they're gonna steal. Uh, he it's it's his fault. He's playing the blame game. Something that a ten year old kid does. That's why, that's why the Cubs demoted him. And even yeah. when he apologized, and apparently you know no bad blood in that Cubs uh, clubhouse. And even Arietta, dude, Arietta should have been dude of the week. Do you want to know what he said about the whole thing? Uh, he shrugged it off, didn't he? I don't, I don't know the exact quote. Nah, he said, he said, yeah, I was slow to the plate. He, it wasn't like me. What are you talking about? You're over thirty one throwing guys out. You know, um, uh, Wilson Contreras catches me up and and he throws guys out. No, he said, yeah, I could have been a little faster. That's how much of a dude Arietta is. Is he? He's weren't like that. But even after all the apologizing and the fact that there was no bad blood, Cubs still say no. You're being demoted for for doing that. We can't have that in this yeah. uh, in this clubhouse. Madden, right. Madden's you know a lot. The Cubs they're young, man. They are young. Uh, uh, Anthony Rizzo, Chris Bryant, Addison Russell. These guys are young guys. They're at the very beginning of their career, and they're champions. So Madden was basically saying how they're impressionable still as ball players. So they can't have a veteran like Miguel Montero having that sort of attitude, and then younger guys, even though they're champions and well established at this point, they're still younger guys saying, "Oh, you know, we you know, yeah, like adapting that same." Uh, same mentality. I thought. I thought it was awesome. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I agree. I don't honestly have anything to add on that. But J- well, 
Okay, I got one more thing, and then and then we can move on to other baseball stories. Okay. But just the Cubs, it's just again, it's strange just because their their performance on the baseball field. Um, they're just right around five hundred. They they beat the Nats today, ironically when when uh, Blake Trinan blows it, and it sort of just goes with that one guy's obituary that we talked about earlier in the episode. But the Cubs, you know, they're calling it a World Series hangover. They're right around 500. But because it's stuff like this, it's stories like this with Miguel Montero that tells me they're going to have an incredible second half of the season and they're going to be in the playoffs. I I agree with that. It's it's about more than baseball. It's about the the way they go about things. Right. It's just incredible. Yeah. You said it a couple weeks ago how just – just the guys it's just the team itself they're it's a they're, bunch of guys it's a bunch of guys playing a sport they love not a bunch of superstars or you know pieces that have to fit together they they judge mentality and you know being a good teammate over you know, throwing guys out. If he didn't say that stuff, he probably would still be in the majors right now. That's literally what Madden said. I think it was Madden. It was either Madden I think he was mad saying, yeah, if it wasn't for saying that, he like we wouldn't have demoted the whole just not performing didn't matter to them. It was it was not having your teammates back. Love it. Love it. Um, they're fun to watch. They are fun to watch. Other guys who are fun to watch are rookies, specifically Adam Judge and Aaron Judge, dude. Dude, oh. did I just say Adam Judge? Yeah, you said. I think I that's- messed that one up. Sorry, that was just a complete. Just uh, where's my stutter and sound? Scotty doesn't know. Scotty doesn't know. Oh, this is Scotty. a disaster right here. Yeah, this is some good radio. Uh, stutter and soundbite isn't working. Oh well. Aaron Judge, twenty-seven home runs. Man, my stutter and soundbite isn't working. Twenty-seven home runs. Right behind him, uh, Cody Bellinger. Yeah. 24 home runs. This is crazy. It kind of sucks to be a rookie. I feel like a lot of these guys like would have a chance of being uh, the O's, Trey Mancini. Like he would have a decent shot of being rookie of the year if he wasn't a rookie the same year as Aaron Judge and Cody Bellinger. It's like where the heck did these guys come from? I don't think you can look at it that it sucks. I look at it from this is awesome for baseball. It's getting better. It's fo- like the Cubs, Aaron Judge, Cody Bellinger, Trey Mancini, uh, uh, Adam Benatendi. I was trying to think. Uh, Andrew. I said Adam again. Andrew Benatendi. They're fun to watch. They are fun to watch, man. And yeah, it's I just, love. it's it, baseball. It's it's getting better. You know, it gets a bad rap. The whole it's taking too long and it's boring and it's a long summer and it's too many games. These guys are, if you actually take some time and you sit down and you watch these guys, they are fun to watch. Absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, uh, are they going to hit 50 home runs? He, Judge and, and Bellinger are on track to 27, you 24. Will? You know, you, you would assume that they might cool down after the All-Star break. Um, I'm not sure if either guy is going to be in the home run derby. I assume at least Judge will be. But I always had this theory that after the home run derby, uh, guys who did well in the home run derby like stink in the second half. Definitely not proven. You know, guys do just fine, but it's just an interesting. Entering play on Monday, Judge was on pace for 58 home runs. The record is 49 for rookies, and that is Mark McGuire's record. Right. And so Bellinger is on pace for 50. Mm-hmm. So that's, yeah. Poten- potentially two guys, two that's- rookies breaking the, the rookie home run record in the same year. That's insane. Yeah, I'd love to see it. Because in baseball, I believe that the kind of the talent comes in waves. So you have like Trout, Harper, you know, then you really didn't have any. I, I haven't really seen anybody that's really shocked baseball until judge bellinger kind of of along so i like that it's in waves and young talent is still popping up like that yeah there's there's more home run hitters coming out because you know in the past since you know the barry bonds there have hasn't been many just mashers you see you see what i'm saying chris davis had a few good years um joey bats had a few good years but other than that really there's no been like 
Mark McGuire's, Barry Bonds, Sammy Sosa's. You know, that was when baseball, obviously steroid era, might have had something to do with it. Right. Oh, big time. But I like that this is coming back. Sure. And, well, it's the style of play, too. It seems like it's strikeout or home run or walk. I think... So Ju- I think Judge, might, he's got 53 walks, which has got to be up there for He's definitely leading all rookies in walks. But he is also leading rookies and might be, I think he's, I think he's maybe, I don't know, 10 away or so, leading all of Major League Baseball in strikeouts. He's got 93 strikeouts. Wow. He, yeah. he, in 267 at bats, <laughs> it's like he strikes yeah. out a third of the time. So not every other at bat, but every other, other at bat, Aaron judge is striking out like, and again, that's just, or, and then, you know, and then every 10 at bats, it seems like he's freaking hitting a home run. Yeah. It's, I love it. I love it. It's a different way of playing. It seems to be attracting, um, I guess you could say a younger audience. I did see a stat today. The average age of a baseball fan, 55 and over. Oh, yeah. We, we're, in that, we're in that age range. We are not in that age range. I couldn't believe when I heard that. 55 and over? That's the it. average age? Really? I figure that might be like the average age of like golf. Dude, golf, the, fa- the average age of golf fans might be younger than the average age of baseball fans. I would believe that 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 yeah. might be an actual thing. If you wanna, if you wanna take some time to look that one up, you can. Um, other MLB news. I think we don't have any other MLB news, but we do have some baseball news. Your favorite, Scott Tim Tebow, promoted to High A, the St. Lucie Mets. Not only did he get promoted to High A. But he hit a bomb his first at bat. Hit a bomb, um, and then two singles. Got on base four times. He had a he had a ding donger, two singles, and a walk. That's that's incredible. Did well, the old Florida State League, and it's uh, you know what? Murph actually texted me yesterday or whenever it was. Tebow home yep. run. So I looked up yep. how else he was doing in the game. He had a great game. Now I think. Now, again, this isn't a hot take. I'm not trying to stun anybody here. September call-ups, we're not going to see Tebow. We're we're not. Oh, no, hopefully not. But the Mets might – I mean, the the Mets are just – the organization – not the organization, the the New York Mets, the major league team. They're just awful, everything about it. And they've had bad luck, injuries – uh, it's just all pitchers being hurt, things like that. So you really can't well, hold it against them. But just all the odd stuff, like the like the Mister Met giving the middle finger, and there's just a whole bunch of crazy stuff. They're going to need to attract fans somehow. And I wouldn't put it beneath them to bring up Tim Tebow just to put some butts in the seats. Well, no, not even that though. I'll take it a step further. And they brought him up because he plays for the St. Lu- Lucy Mets now, so they're going to be able to sell gear that it says Tebow and has Mets on the front. Yep. So, and they sell more gear because if, if you bought something from when he was playing for the Fireflies in Columbia, now you're going to buy something when he plays for the Mets in high A. Yep. There's that. And St. Lucie's in Florida. And that's, I mean, you know, obviously he went to the University of Florida, but he's also from there. Like that's where he, he's, he grew up in Florida. Right, so there's yep. just going to be people coming out to watch Tebow. Yeah, absolutely. Other it's than that, I think that does it for In and Out. Okay, one of my personal favorites, Scott. This segment is called "Would You Rather," obviously centered around sports. I'm having a difficult time wording this, so I'm okay. trying to like like figure it out mentally how I'm going to present this to you. I'm, I'm going to do it as best I can. Okay, S- Scott. Would you rather be the baseball player in the Mets organization who basically you get your job taken because of Tim Tebow? Maybe you were a guy in low A Columbia Fireflies who doesn't get the nod. Tebow gets the nod over you. Okay, you're okay. you're the guy just beneath Tim Tebow. Or would you rather be the golfer 
who now cannot play in the web.com tour because Steph Curry decided he wanted to play in a, a, a golf tournament. Like, would you rather be the guy who Curry yeah. takes your job in your sport or Tim Tebow takes your job in your sport? Well, am I young in both? Am I, you know, young 20s in so both? The, so the average age of a, of a single-A player is probably 18 to 21. So let's just put you at 20. Okay, okay. Tim Tebow takes your job as a 20-year-old. PGA golfer, let's just call you 30. Okay, I want to be that 20-year-old under Tim Tebow. Why? you got to say why and would you rather. I, I still think I have a good shot. And, I mean, that's not the end of the world. Okay, I, so, so not playing in the web.com tour would be like more of a hit? Yeah, huge hit to a guy that like has been training his entire life. And Steph Curry takes his spot. You definitely yeah. pl- probably lose more money as the golfer, right? If you're yeah. in high A versus low A, you're still getting paid peanuts. You're making a thousand bucks. That doesn't make as much of a difference than whether not making the web.com tour versus making the web.com tour. You see what, see where I'm going with that? Like you don't like you don't care about the money, you care just about the future. Yeah, I'm saying high A to low A isn't as big of a jump as no tour versus being on the tour. Well, you see, again, we don't know that golfer, whoever he is, might might go compete in some other tournament that weekend. Maybe. Whereas the the low A kid has to keep playing – you know, keep playing for the Columbia Fireflies and not play in the Florida State League, which is a legit high A league. That's not a bad would you rather. That's not a bad one. But I'm going to go with I would rather be Tim Tebow's understudy, basically. It's like, <laughs> how do you want to fail? Like, what story do you want it to? When you're old, would yeah. you rather have – you know, would you rather be able to tell your grandkids, yeah, Tim T- maybe people don't know who Tim Tebow is. Steph Curry's going to be in the Hall of Fame. Like, he's going to well, be in Tim the basketball. Tim Tebow, that, that story is going to live on forever. Let's be honest here. The Tim Tebow story? Yeah, absolutely. You're right, but, like, I'm using my crystal ball here. I'm Steph thinking, Curry playing golf is not going to be that big of a deal. No. Uh, well, okay, I, I see what you're saying. But 30 years from now, I think more people are going to know the name Steph Curry than Tim Tebow. So again, if you're Probably. telling your grandkids who took like who took your spot at, in your respective sport, Steph Curry, who I think everybody's going to know, Tim Tebow, yeah, everybody's going to recognize that story, but not the name. You see what I'm saying there? I, I I get where you're going with that. I get where you're going with that. I think, yeah, I still think Tim Tebow is going to be that story is just going to be infamous. Who? Yeah, and may, shoot, maybe he makes it up to double A. Like, who Who knows? Obviously, here at PST, we're going to keep following it. Scott, good would-you-rather answer. Before we officially end the episode with our weekend appetizer, we're going to just, really quick, we're going to take two to three minutes and go through the PST leftovers. Everything we sort of wanted to talk about this episode, but didn't necessarily have time. It's the leftovers, right? It's the leftovers. One thing, one thing I wanted to talk about, Scott, was John Wall for two different reasons. One, he didn't get the defensive honors. He didn't make all defensive team, even though he pretty much led point guards in all major defensive categories again that was sort of also fueled the little fire in my little gut for uh just dc athletes sort of getting snubbed okay no i did no go ahead no no, good go ahead i did want to get your reaction because i feel like we both have an opinion on the new format of the nba awards show did you get to see any of it no i just looked up who won what they did it like an award show last or not last night, but this past week they did it like the Grammys or like the Oscars right. or something like that when Drake got up there, said a few funny things and they revealed all the, all of the people, which I thought was a kind of a joke, Yeah, but they're really dragging it out and they're really hopping on this whole, you know, NBA is popular right now. And let's be honest. It is super popular. 
Yeah, it was. It's like the, you remember how they introduced the the players for the All Star game. It was like a freaking. No, it was like a concert. Like it was ridiculous. It was too much. Yeah. People are going to get tired. Of like, that. Oh, there it is on the bottom line of ESPN. Right. People are going to get tired of that. But we also talked about when the when it was when the NBA All Star game was being played. We talked about whether those guys actually care about being all-stars or not. And I think this one actually bothered John Wall. And, and, and I think guys do care about this in the end. But leading the league, leading just all the defensive categories for point guards and not making first team or second team, that's crazy. It's just D.C. just has a weird little, I don't know, what dark cloud, dark cloud. Um, another thing that I wanted to talk about with John Wall was – him trying to persuade Paul George to come to D.C. Now, that's not going to happen. D.C., the, the Wizards have nothing to offer. But I just thought it was funny. A couple of North Carolina boys, it's like, what is that conversation like? Like, John Wall, what are you, like, what are you texting Paul George? How are you trying to convince him to come <clears throat> to play for the Wizards? Like, hey, man, we're, we're peace away. Why would that interest Paul George at all? I don't. You, you, I think maybe a piece away, but it's a pretty big piece. I'm not sure if if Paul George would would fill that piece. Uh, last leftover for me, Florida Gators winning yep. the College World Series. That's Which, which this honestly, it shouldn't be all that you know surprising. Oregon State was was favored to win it. Uh, Florida beat LSU in, in in two games, but I didn't know this. This was their first national championship for baseball. Their first one. They've made the tournament pretty much every other year since the 50s, and this is their first championship. They have a whole handful of SEC championships and only one uh, College World Series championship. They've been the runner-up twice, but never actual champions. That's crazy. That's something for DC sports fans to keep in mind as we just struggle through. Oh, we've never made the the semifinals in any sport since the since the nineties. You know, that's yeah. they, those things happen. Winning is hard. It's hard. Don't get frustrated. Enjoy the sport. Okay, even though I complained a little bit as a DC sports fan this episode, it's hard to do. Enjoy the ride. Do you got any leftovers, Scott? No, I wanted to add on to that though. I saw a thing. Florida Gators are the fourth school in all of college to win a national championship in football, baseball, and men's basketball. The fourth school. So that's a that's a good stat, I think. Wait, can, hold on. Can you say those football, yeah. basketball, and baseball? Baseball, yep. Okay, they're the fourth? Yep. All right, the three others. Will I even be able to name these three others? Are any of them like yeah, super? They're, they're big. They're big and they're good in other sports. Mm, uh, Michigan State. Oh, Notre Dame. Ooh, same state, different school. Michigan. I'm sorry, you just broke up there. Michigan. Michigan is one of them. Michigan, Notre Dame. Nope, same state. Oh, uh, no, not same state. Not same state. Not same state. Indiana. Michigan Rockets. Michigan what? Michigan's rivals. Ohio State. That's two. Michigan, Ohio State, and uh, West uh, Coast. UCLA. Bang. I was going to go. Yeah, I was going to. Before you even said West Coast, I was going to go somewhere in the Pac-12. That's crazy, man. That's crazy to me. So two Big Ten teams with that. Oh, man. Crazy. Um, now you do know who won the women's softball world series, right? Yes. No. I'm Googling it. Wait, wait, no, I know it was, uh, who was it? Was it who, uh, I, I don't know. Oklahoma. Oklahoma. I wouldn't have guessed that. I remember like oh. sort of following it a little bit. And then I just, I couldn't, they play their, they had their tournament like, like a month ago, like they had their championship like two or three weeks ago. That's, that's weird how quick that season. Any more leftovers? That's all we got. Let's end the episode as we always do, Scott. Listen to Dropkick Murphys. Talk about what sporting events we'll be watching this weekend in a segment called The Weekend Appetizer. 
Um, we, you know what, Scott? I'm going to start this one so you don't get butthurt at me. No, that's cool. I like that. My weekend appetizer. Uh, the Quicken Loans Tournament. Uh, partly because it's, I think it's it's obviously the only PGA PGA tournament going on this weekend, obviously. But it's it's got some cool flavor because it's local. It's being played right in Potomac, Maryland, uh, which is just a stone's throw away from where we are, where this podcast is based out of. But I did learn that Ricky Fowler is the only golfer, is the only is the only player in the tournament who's in the top ten. So it's not like it's not like a, you know it's not the big names aren't there. Uh, defending champion is Billy Hurley, who again. You know, kind of close to home because he's a, he's from Leesburg, Virginia, right? He's from five minutes away, and he's a Naval Academy guy. So I got to watch oh. that. And then all-star selection for uh, the, the all-star game, the Midsummer Classic, the people in the baseball world call it, happens on Sunday. That's my appetizer. That's a pretty, that's a pretty quiet week, honestly, though. I mean, I'm not, I'm not bashing your weekend appetizer. No, I'm just no. saying. I mean, for... For a usual weekend ass, that's pretty quiet. Well, I feel like you know, I, you know, I tried to give some good reasons as to why I'm watching no, I, what, I, I, and I think that's that's solid history. I thought the whole Ricky Fowler being the only top ten guy was kind of cool. Well, that's yeah. Is that, is that big news? No, but it's you know sad. It's, you know, just doing what we. I'm just playing. I'm just playing the hand that I've been dealt. Yeah, I mean, we, we really got nothing to work with. I was just going to say the Nationals were in St. Louis without a few of our top players. Yeah, but so. we're used to yeah, we're used to Adam Eaton not being there. This will be interesting with Trey Turner. That's that's a bummer for sure. That's that's all I got, though. I mean, I, we, I'm i at Wooten Camp. Uh, we got the playoffs coming in this weekend. St. Joe is looking to take home the title. We're 5-1 and one right now. Oh, okay, cool. That's that's your team that you're coaching? <laughs> nice. Yep. Dude, I like you. Well, in the realm of personal sports, I got my first uh, uh, adult men's baseball league game on Sunday. That'll nice. be a good one. How's the arm feeling? That'll be, dude, it's, I don't know. Like, it, are you, when are you going to be back? I got I to gotta go Saturday, long toss. Like late Saturday night. Late Saturday night? That doesn't help me, Scott. Yeah, I, I'm sorry. You can come. You can come up here. I need someone to throw BP to me. You know, where I might go. I might go to Dulles in those little, like little batting the, cages. Yeah, the batting. I used to go there all the time as a kid. It was awesome. So I might have to do that just because I haven't seen live pitching. I think in since you know since I was 18 years old. Since go high stand in there, man. Just go stand in the 100 mile an hour one. That's what I'm gonna do. I think yeah, just stand, look at a couple. Um, and then maybe go hit golf balls afterwards. It's you know yeah. it's the same complex. Why not? Oh yeah, so that's that's the that's the personal stuff. All right, Scott, good episode. If uh, listeners, if you couldn't get enough PST, listen to Scott. He's about to tell you where to find us. We are on Facebook, Twitter, Podbean, and iTunes. You can follow us all. Our internet presence is out there. Believe it or not, we don't get many hits, according to certain podcast one representatives, but. We yep. are out there, and you can find us. And if you want to click download forty thousand times, you might be able to find us more. That guy's but. actually, dude. He emailed me back when I when I asked him how do we get more listeners. He gave me like a whole directions on on things to do. I forgot to tell you about that one. When you're back, uh, we'll yeah. we'll talk about. I was it. I was bagging on him. So he, he, you were about like big time, but he is. I think he's kind of. I might email him again. He's he's very prompt answering emails. Oh, very good, very good. Well, I just threw him under the bus. The PST train. Oh, that's okay. Uh, If you are listening on iTunes, that means you have an iTunes account. So just follow my directions. Go down and just leave a comment. It could be a bad comment. I don't care. Just leave something. You don't have to be on Twitter to leave an iTunes comment. Okay. That helps us so much. If you're listening on iTunes, go leave a comment. It is that simple. And then if you are on social media, which I know a lot of our listeners, you know, all three of them aren't. Um, but if you are, share us, share the link, do something. You know, carry your weight as a perpetual sports talk listener. Scott and I are doing the best we can. We're going above and beyond. Okay. We spend minutes a week, minutes worrying about this. It's time for you to help out, listeners. Time for you to take on the responsibility of doing us a favor. I love it. I love it, man. 
Okay, Scott, this has been a good episode. Um, you know, it's sort of revisiting our old Skype days. However, yeah. if you listened, you know, sorry if it was poor audio quality, but we appreciate you always. Scott will be back here in studio, otherwise known as a basement, uh, next week. So come back next week. And until then, my name is Sean. And I'm Scott. Until the next time, it's farewell.